Tawafa Tribe podcast. We are by the banks of the beautiful riverside near our home and the fish are jumping this morning. It is a beautiful day. Today, we're going to be talking about peace. It is that beautiful time of year, December, we're coming into Christmas and Christmas is one of those times of the year that we do associate with peace. So what is peace? Peace on earth and goodwill to all men. What is peace and why do we need it? And is it something that we get? Is it something that we have? Is it something that we choose? We're going to be talking about all of those things today on the podcast. So standing right next to me is the other half of the Wildfire Tribe podcast duo. How are you today, Sean? Yes, so my name is Sean. You got that right. And it's good that you know that considering we've been married for 30 years. (laughs) So I've been out adventuring for a couple of weeks on the Wildfire Tribe motorbike. I've been cruising the countryside, visiting people, and that's been amazing. It's also been challenging. It's also been lots of other words as well. But the word we're here to talk about today is peace. Peace, what does it mean to me? What does it mean to you? Is peace just a word? Is any word actually just a word? That is a part of the discussion today. But first, before we get into that, I'd like to thank you, the person who is supporting us via Patreon, to make this happen. You've not only made the recording of the podcast happen for approximately one year now, but you've also made it possible for me to actually be on a motorbike visiting people as well. So thank you so much for your support and we encourage you that if this is your first time listening to Wildfire Tribe that you go back through some of the episodes and have a listen and see just as I have over time uh, our equipment has changed it's a clearer sound now as well and all of that is also due to the fact that people are supporting what we are doing what we are bringing to the world everything that you need to know about us is on wildfiretribe.life that's our website and there's links to lots of other places on there and lots of the activities that we're involved in and some of the expressions of God's creation that we're sharing with the world that you will be able to see on there. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your ongoing support as we move towards Christmas. And we are talking about the topic of peace. I also would just like to encourage you that these words that we speak of, such as peace, are not just words, but they are multi-dimensional beings with multi-dimensional meaning and the meanings of these words are many and varied. I know that I've been able to travel on an aeroplane inside of joy, so inside of the word joy, and that has changed my experience completely. So my challenge, my thought for you is that is it possible that when people say I come in peace that they actually mean they are inside the being of peace. They are not just saying the word peace. That means peace man, peace out. Um, I'm here not to cause trouble, but I come in peace. But are they actually inside a being called peace? I love it. Yeah, there's so many things. And I think if you are going back through the podcast that we've released over the course of the year, you'll notice that we probably have grown a lot in our own walk into the mysteries as we continue to discover the craziness of walking our lives out in daily union with God. And that is one of the most amazing things that I I feel like sometimes is when I listen to our podcast and I think, oh my goodness, you know, where do these gems come from? Where where do we have these understandings? And they do come out of that place of walking in union with the one who is all-knowing. They come out of that place of understanding the multidimensional realms of the kingdom and that we get to partner with one another. We get to partner with the angels and all of heaven. And like Sean was saying, we get to partner with some of these beings that can bring about the fullness of what walking into the mysteries looks like. And yeah, you'll probably notice the sweet, sweet sounds too as we go on with background noise and the the lapping of the water, the crying of the babies. So Yeah, we always like to bring our podcast to you live from outside somewhere so that you get to enjoy the sounds of our surroundings we've got people around us not too far away we've got a a young baby just learning how to use its voice in the 
in the background there you'll probably be able to hear that and that baby is expressing in its language its thoughts as well just as we do with our language via the microphone we express our thoughts we express our experience of walking through this existence with God we just I just feel like I'm very grateful for the people that I have met on my travels uh, thank you Jane thank you Chris thank you Steve thank you Marlene thank you Christy thank you to all of those people that we've met as we've been traveling around who listen and support the podcast uh, it's just been great to be able to get out and meet some of you people as well rather than just speaking into a microphone down at the river like where we are right now thank you Dave thank you Sandra thank you Wayne for making this possible yeah absolutely thank you to so many of the beautiful people that are walking out their journey into the mysteries with us and with one another so the definition of peace straight out of the dictionary the definition of peace is freedom from disturbance it's tranquility the quality or state of being tranquil or calm, free from disturbance, mental or emotional calm is that state of being peace, a state or period in which there is no war or where war has ended is described as being peace. So peace is one of the most important human experiences. Peace is immune to the polarities of life. If you don't have peace, then you're not able to appreciate whatever else that you do have. In fact, you may not even be able to recognize the good in your life because you have not recognized the good in yourself. So as looking at all of these different elements that might be a part of this journey of peace, how do we find peace, this peace that surpasses all understanding? Is it like happiness? Happiness is actually quite superficial in some ways, like whereas peace is this deeper place. Peace is, as I was saying before, immune to the polarities of life, to the highs and lows, the hot and cold, the so-called good and the so-called bad things that happen. That's why peace is so crucial. Nobody goes through life without encountering experiences that could be upsetting and some experiences that could be inspiring and amazing like when somebody close to us dies or if we have health problems or if we lose our possessions or if we're having a difficult time with our finances probably we find it difficult in these situations to feel happy but there is this place where we can find peace and it is an interesting time of year to be talking about it too because it is one of those things that is associated with Christmas is peace this this um peace on earth and goodwill to all men the birth of Jesus in his human incarnation was announced by angels with great fanfare and was prophesied to bring joy and peace and goodwill to all men. That's where that saying comes from. The commemoration of that day reflects the message of the angels who announced his birth. So I don't want to break the peace in any way necessarily, Kylie, but you do realise that it's highly likely that Jesus wasn't actually born on the 25th of December? Yeah, it's true. So it's really just a time that we've decided as mankind that we will celebrate this time. Uh, That is a discussion for another time, and it's possibly something if you wanted to look into. Google is your friend in many ways. Uh, You can look up any of that information, but God told me last year, just before Christmas, that Jesus wasn't necessarily born on the 25th of December so the reason the the meaning for Christmas the the necessary date to celebrate it on is not actually as important to him as it seems to be to me and the reason why I say that is because leading up to Christmas last year we were very hopeful that we would have some funds hit our bank account that was owed to us and it just was not coming it wasn't arriving and so as I was sitting uh, in our studio at the back of where we live talking to God about Christmas and my desire for the ability to buy good presents and to have prawns and mangoes and all of those things that we do here in Australia on Christmas Day to celebrate Christmas in the way that I wanted to celebrate. As I was talking to him about that and about us not having the funds, he whispered to me that Sean 
Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December, so therefore this date doesn't mean as much to me as it means to you. I love it. (laughs) What did you do with that? So when he told me that, I had a bit of a think about that, and I thought, oh, okay, so not only does God not actually care as much about my reputation amongst other people as I used to think that he does. That's a story for another day. But he actually doesn't care as much about specific dates as what I think that he should as well. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So (laughs) just before Christmas, not being able to buy anything because we just had no money in our account and waiting for money to come to us and him explaining that to me. And as I process that and come to the understanding that, ah, Okay, you're right, God. Like, I don't understand why it does mean so much to me to celebrate your son's birthday on this day. So I'm prepared to let go of that thinking. And of course, as happens quite a lot, after you process something with God, everything changes and the money arrived in our account. And we were able to go and buy the things that I wanted to buy to celebrate Christmas anyway. Yeah, isn't it crazy? Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail in your life and then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. I love that verse. It's one of those ones that just brings you back into that place of, you know, not being anxious for anything, but in everything with thanksgiving, (laughs) present your requests before God. The peace of God that transcends all understanding guards your heart and mind. You know, like even that last part there that guards your heart and mind, it's like that peace keeps us from worry like it's like this beautiful place that keeps out all of those things that make our mind go around and around and around with all of this stress and disturbance and all of those things that make you think oh what if this is not going to happen what if we're not going to have enough what if over there is not what if what if what if and it's that beautiful place that actually can just take over your whole being living inside other words such as what if, living inside doubt, living inside of questions and anxiety and and those other words that bring us nothing but grief. Is it possible that you get to choose, Kylie, that you actually get to say, okay, well, I'm not going to live inside of that concern about whether or not we have enough money just before Christmas. I'm going to choose to live inside of peace. Absolutely. And you know what? In Proverbs, it actually says that those who promote peace have joy, like joy and peace go together. So if there is no peace, there's probably no joy. And if there is no joy, there's probably no peace, which is crazy because this is one of those times of the year that there should be an abundance of joy and peace. Yet those are the two things that we find it so difficult to be seated within, to be emanating from around us and through us and flowing like that piece of that piece and joy like <laughs> so john 14:26 jesus says but the advocate the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything i have said to you and john 14:27 the next verse peace i leave with you my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. (laughs) Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So we don't have to let our hearts be troubled. We do not have to be afraid because Jesus left his peace with us. (laughs) Peace. Is it just a word? Is it just how many letters are in the word peace, Kylie? Five. Five. Is it just a five-letter word, peace? And it just means not much. It's just five letters on a page that just are to be read in passing in a sentence. Or is it more than that? Peace, I leave with you. He has left us peace, which I don't think he would have even said in English, Kylie. I feel like it's a state of being, like it's actually a place, like you were saying, a state of being, but also a being. Like it just is, there's so much more to peace. It's like, you know how we've had to make some of those decisions throughout our life and you just, when you make it, you just get this rush of like, ah. Calmness. 
Yeah, that calmness, that just that knowing in amongst the peace everything that surpasses all understanding. Yeah, like it doesn't make any sense, but it you just feel like, oh yes, like we've just made the right decision. Like when we made the decision all of those years ago to return to New South Wales from the centre of Australia, and we had no ability to make it happen financially. There was so many things that needed to fall into place for it to happen. But after we made the decision to do so, a peace that surpasses all understanding came over us, came over our family, and everything fell into place. Do you mean like that peace? Yeah, that peace. And that peace has framed up basically all of the decisions of our life as we have come in and out of different businesses and made different moves, 27 moves in 30 years. Yeah, but I find that I'm getting sick and tired of making a decision to bring about peace and that it's time for us to actually step into peace to make decisions. Well, I think peace is our constant. Like, it's a place that we need to be always Walk seated. in peace. Yeah, that's right. It's not just something we're hoping that comes about every now and then when we need to make a decision, but we walk in the fullness. So Jesus left his peace with us. So where does it go sometimes? Is it only sometimes when we realise that we need to actually step into it to function in that place of peace that we remember that he left it? Is it just like hanging around somewhere else on somebody else or is it for other people and then at times it just comes on us? Why can't we have it at all times? Well, I think we choose to be anxious. Like we choose to be in the state of a being that takes us out of Are that you peace. saying we get to choose our emotions, our thoughts, our feelings, Kylie? Yeah, actually I think we do. And Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So when Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid, it's like we have an option there, don't we? Yeah, we do. We can allow those things to concern us or not. Yeah, it's true. It's hard though, because when you're walking in relationship with others, when you're in maybe a work situation, a family situation, there's so many different situations that we find ourselves in on a daily basis. You can be vibing off other people in that situation that are not in a place of peace. And that is actually quite difficult to stay in your peace when you're with a person who is not in peace. I'm an empath. I'm a spiritual empath and an emotional empath. So I feel and see other people's feelings. And sometimes I forget that the way that I feel and the way that I uh, am feeling on a day-to-day basis, if I'm feeling anxious, if I'm feeling angry, if I'm feeling a little bit rattled, sometimes I forget that those feelings, those emotions aren't actually even mine. There are other people's that I've been around and that's happened to me again recently and it's something that I'm still processing with God it's something that I'm still uh, functioning in all of the time and it's actually a gift that I have realized that I have and it's also a gift that I have tried to enhance the abilities within as well so I practice being able to read people's emotions to sense their feelings I actually practice it and then sometimes I forget that when I'm feeling not so good that the reason why I feel not so good is actually not even my own feelings. It's other people's feelings that I've been around. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely vibe that out after your trip away, you know, like you're with a whole bunch of different people that are all on different journeys. And some of them are in these beautiful joy spaces and others are going through trials and tribulations. And and then there's all that always that place too, you know, where our walk is not necessarily understood by everybody that we know and there's questions and you're feeling all the different emotions that come up with actually spending time with people that you haven't seen for a while and that can happen at this time of the year too as we're moving into Christmas. And so that's one of the challenges of being in a church environment. I know there's lots of discussion in the circles that we mix in regarding whether or not you should go to church or whether it's healthy or not and, and I think the general 
general understanding is that it's a good environment to be in because it helps for iron to sharpen iron. It helps for you to refine uh, the character that you have uh, around other people that you disagree with or may have a difference of opinion around. It's good to be able to come to a conclusion that we are okay to disagree, but we still choose to love each other and move forward. And that's part of the experience of doing life around other people. So for me, as I interact with other people, as I feel their feelings, as I feel their frustrations, their anxiety in their lives, the experiences that other people share with me about how difficult things are, I don't necessarily take them on as in I take them on as being a burden for me that I need to fix, but I actually absorb those feelings just because I have the gift of doing so. And I just need to somehow remember that being around people, even in a church environment, which is overall a relatively healthy environment, that I need to be able to tell which feelings are mine and which are someone else's. Yeah, and I guess that's where it comes back to remembering who we are. We're remembering who we are, like that we're sons, that the creator of all dwells within us and the essence of who he is, his nature, his character is love. His nature, his character is peace, joy, kindness, goodness, self-control, like all of those beautiful fruits of the spirit. So if something we're feeling isn't lining up with the nature of God, which is our nature too, because he is in us, then perhaps we can let go of that. I love having self-control. I never realized that I had self-control. And I think sometimes I actually tell myself that I don't. So when I when I choose to do things that I know are probably not good for me or when I'm making decisions that don't turn out to be ultimately uh, as I expected them to be, then I can just blame my lack of self-control. But the Bible speaks about the fruits of the Spirit and one of them being self-control. So I have self-control and so do you. And so does everybody. Everybody has an ability to to function within self-control or not. So it's just not true that if you're if you have an addiction to alcohol, if you have an addiction to to drugs, if you have an addiction to cigarettes or any of the things that we know are actually bad for us, that you don't have some control over it because you do. And that is my story. That is my story of overcoming all of those addictions because I actually do have the control to be able to say no to those things. And so so do you. Yeah, absolutely. It just comes out of the fruit of who we are in union with our Father. I remember uh, John Laws, a radio presenter in Australia, used to say that the way that you quit smoking is by stop putting them in your mouth. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and it used to frustrate me as I used to drive around in my delivery truck, delivering cheese and yogurt, puffing on my cigarettes, listening to him talk when he would say to me, all you have to do to stop smoking is stop putting them in your mouth. And I'd get so angry. I'd be like, how would you know it's not possible for me? But you know what? That's all it actually took. Yeah, it's pretty Self-control. wild. Self-control. I love it. I love it, you know, and it is a great time of year to be empowered in that space, to know that we have the power to choose because often we set ourselves up for just a really difficult time over this time of the year where we're heading into Christmas parties, parties, functions, all those kind of things. And we're telling ourselves on the 1st of January, everything's going to change. So I'm just going to go hard now to the end of the year and then I'm going to start making decisions that are really good for me, that are good for my family, that are good for my body, that are good for everything leading forward into 2024, this great, wonderful year of more. And we, we kind of take away our power. But you can make those decisions right now. Absolutely. Such as making the decision to actually function within peace. Absolutely. You actually get to say whether or not this year leading up to Christmas at the next function that you attend, whether or not you are going to choose to drink alcohol or not. You get to choose. It is your choice. It is up to you. It is possible. Millions of people have made the decision before you and you have the self-control to be able to put it into place right now. You don't have to wait till next year, do we, Kylie? No, absolutely not. And it's like with everything, with our fitness plan that we're thinking about, let's start this on the 1st of January. You know how you're going to feel on the 1st of January if you make the 1st of January the very first day that you start, especially in a 
Australia. Like we live in a hot place and who wants to go out and exercise on their very first day, the first year day of the year, you know, when you're setting up this great, wonderful new lifestyle plan. Like right now, today is the day that we have all the time. Today is the day that is our now. And today is the best day to start all of those things that you want to see in your life, to be in your life. Probably about three years ago, we started walking, didn't we, Kylie? We started walking and we walk almost every single day. We walk about five or six kilometres at a minimum every day and it's just become a habit and it came out of a decision to start walking. Yeah and it's been wonderful like I just feel really so much healthier and like it's this great time of processing for us we have great discussions on our walks sometimes we have arguments sometimes we have awkward silences. (laughs) An argument is just a discussion that's a little bit louder Kylie. (laughs) Yeah it's true. It is true. <laughs> so yet again, it's a decision that we made. We made a decision with our self-control. And sometimes we don't feel like going for a walk, but usually one of us does, even if the other one doesn't. So that's enough to get us to go. And every single day, a dog wants to go for a walk. So that definitely helps. But we don't have to make that decision to start walking and we don't have to do it every day either. But we know that it's good for us. And it also uses up some of the energy which we have inside of us which we're not necessarily using in other ways Uh, we used to drink and smoke well particularly me for a long time for 30 years and so you know drinking was one of those things where it didn't matter how much energy I had within us if you drink enough you can wipe yourself out and go to sleep but now because I don't do that I need to burn off energy in a different way now my body and my mind functions on a completely different level now everything that I put inside of me really affects me noticeably because now I'm highly attuned to to all of the ingredients that go into my body to everything that I watch everything that I consume when I read everything that flows in and through me now I actually have to process one-on-one in union with God knowing that he's in me at all times and I don't set it aside I don't drown my thoughts in alcohol anymore so I actually have chosen day after day to process information that's coming into me into my world on a daily basis and come out the other side having some kind of conclusion so why am I feeling like this today why am I feeling like crap is it me is it something I put in my body is it something that I've eaten that possibly I'm allergic to or I've had too much of recently have I caught something off somebody else is it actually just an emotion that I'm sensing that somebody else has which I have absorbed because I have that ability I'm no longer actually just thinking these things momentarily and then drowning those thoughts out with alcohol or some some other way of functioning or living but I'm choosing to actually say no to those things with self-control and process them so that I understand moving forward better how I work yeah, I love it. And it has been a real process in, in learning that and understanding the way that we function as people, hasn't it? Like just in in knowing what what are, what are my emotions and how do I deal with them and where have they come from and, and what has it been? Like, who am I? And as we're discovering who we are, like who who is the person that became to hear? Like, why do I process things in the way that I do? And how was it intended? for me to a process as a son of God like what are the the aspects of myself that I am remembering or putting back together from before the beginning of time those pieces of me that the the true way that I was intended to function not the learned way that I perhaps picked up in my upbringing and and the way that we process things because we that's what how we saw people process them or not over the course of our lives So as we continue to talk through this podcast about the word peace, it's like we're reminding ourselves of why we deserve to have peace because of the decisions that we've made relatively recently in our life regarding better habits, etc. And they have enabled us and empowered us to believe that all things are possible 
that we do have the ability to function with our self-control. And it's like we're patting ourselves on the back into a place of peace as well. Uh, We have gratitude for the things of the world that we have. We have our health as well. We have each other. We have our children. We have a car. We have a motorbike. We actually have two motorbikes. So everything has changed for us and everything is only getting better and better all of the time. And as we remind ourselves of those decisions that we've made and the outcomes that have come about we see people walk past where we are who are jogging who are walking who have got active wear on and they look fit and healthy and we are those people now we're not those people actually sitting in the pub smoking and drinking looking at those people jogging past going what is wrong with those people how in the world would that ever happen to someone they should get a life they should enjoy themselves because that looks like it's very difficult we are those people because we've made decisions and now we get to live in more of a peaceful existence knowing full well that we've made those decisions and we've made them for ourselves and for our children and the benefits are just beginning. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like just as you're saying that too, that, you know, we just need to remind each other too sometimes to just breathe, just to sit in that place of meditation, like give ourselves a moment in the morning to reflect on how far you've come. Like, you know, the different things that you have implemented into your life, those choices that you've made and you've acted upon, feelings in your heart, just all of those beautiful things that have brought you into this place of your now and that you're actually incredible, that this is a beautiful space to just sit in and just remember, wow, this is just so wild where we've come from into this place of expanded capacity. Our mind has been renewed. And sometimes it's just at a time of the year, we can be so busy. We're striving to have everything the way that we want it to be, where we're trying to get this to work and trying to get that to work and trying to get breakthrough over here. And and we forget so easily in our action that we're seated in a place of rest. Now, a decision that we were brought to by our loving Father God <laughs> a while back, Kylie, remember we were brought to a place of realizing that we have to live at least for now and maybe forever in a place of taking on no financial debt. Yes. So we actually function on this earth right now with no debt whatsoever. Yeah. So is that for you? Well, then you can figure that out for yourself. That's, this is not a podcast where we tell you what to do and you do it and it works or it doesn't work for you. It's just a discussion about the way that we live our lives. Uh, we converse with each other just like we're out and about walking on our adventures. Uh, just as a husband and wife, we're just sharing our life with you. But we don't have any debt because we were brought to a place where our understanding was that God didn't want us to have debt. So we sold everything that we had. We've had to change the way that we live by not necessarily running out and buying things that we would think that we would really love to have. We don't use Afterpay. Do you know that there's Afterpay, Kylie? Yeah, I know. You can even buy coffees with Afterpay. We don't have credit cards. We don't. If if there's anything that we're desiring, we need to save for it. We need the right things need to happen. The right doors need to open because we're building a a creative art and media entity just by what flows in every week and we're not going into any debt to do this which has been really interesting it it actually slows things down doesn't it babe it slows things down to a place where I feel like it it's any growth that happens any change that happens is an organic type growth it's it's a God-given growth. It's like, God, we need you to bring about change in this place. We need you to bring finances into this place for this thing to open up for us or not. And so therefore, when when money comes in and we get to buy a, a new microphone, it's like God saying to us, okay, keep moving forward into that space. Here's your microphone. Exactly. Things are going to be clearer. Now you've got a new light. Now you've got a new camera. Things are getting clearer all the time. And I am bringing it to you. So we're not running out going, okay, we've got to make this happen. We've got to get a credit card and we're going to buy all these things so that we can make this thing happen. He is making it happen through us. And it's a reminder for us as well 
that we walk in constant union with him and we're completely reliant on him and we're believing that in the future our finances will start to flow way more abundantly because we've also realized that we get to choose whether or not we live in abundance, the being, the word of abundance, or not. And we say we live in abundance. Everything has changed for us and everything will continue to change. We live in peace. We live in abundance. And everything that we're building is built on a firm foundation that is him and it is deep. Our foundations are deep. I'm getting goosebumps just being reminded, you know, Holy Spirit's just reminding me of just... When you allow things to be removed (laughs) from you, when you allow your identity, your job, the titles that you have, the recognition in your community, when you allow the fact that you can actually... Go out tomorrow and change everything about the way that you live, going back to doing things the way that you've always done them or not. When you live making those decisions and you allow God to whisper in your ear, I don't want you to do it like that, Sean. I don't want you to continue to function like that in that space. I don't want you to keep on getting loans to buy those things so that you can pay them off by doing jobs that you've always done. I want you to do something completely different. When you say yes to God, over and over and over again it's difficult isn't it Kylie yeah it is difficult part of that difficulty has not been going back to anything that we've done before it's continuing to press forward into the fullness of of knowing who we are and of of building something in a space that we're learning all about and it's beautiful because I feel like we're constantly diving into these areas of being expanded and letting go of all those ways that we have done and the things that we have done is actually there's power in that because it creates more space for what we're moving into and sometimes if we only have a certain capacity to hold information and all of that kind of stuff, we have to let go of some of those things that were for a time already gone. So you were speaking about our foundation before our foundation in him. When when you go to a function or you want to go to another town in the car that you have, that car that you own, which has been given to you, and this is our experience, we were given a car for free, we then did not even have the ability to put number plates on it and to drive it a couple of hundred kilometers to visit people or to go to functions that we really wanted to be at. When those circumstances are happening around you in your life, then you have to choose as to whether or not you believe that you're doing what he wants you to do, whether you're mad, whether it makes sense or not. And we've had to choose that over and over and over. So as as we've not been able to go to functions, we've not been able to go to birthday parties, we've not been able to go to things that we wanted to attend because we've said yes to God over and over and over then he shapes in you he shapes your character in a way that maybe you can't even see at the time yeah so true it comes back to that chapter in my book where I talk about saying no like why do we do what we do and sometimes every good thing isn't everything we need to be partnering in and doing because it's actually pulling us away from that pathway that takes us into the depths of the desires of our heart and saying no to some things is actually really a part of that and that's been difficult you know because sometimes you can't see that you you know you think wow but that's a good thing why wouldn't God want me to be a part of that why wouldn't he want me to go over there to that gathering or to be a part of this or to be a part of that but sometimes it's keeping our joy, isn't it? And keeping our peace and staying in the flow of the fruits of the Spirit through And it's decisions. making a decision based on His voice and standing by it, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and trusting that He has got everything all worked out for you, even though it feels difficult at the time. And He's saying sometimes too, in the middle of it all, well, you're powerful to choose. You can press through, go to the bank, get a, get a credit card. You can make that happen. And that's okay because he doesn't love us any less if we decide we're just going to push through in this area anyway and we're just going to make this thing happen. And, and it, doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that by borrowing the money and making it happen means that something bad's going to happen down the, 
down the track either. That's that's a distorted view of who you believe your heavenly father to be as well, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, because he's good and he's just loving us on the journey that we choose to go on because he's in the middle of it all with us. But one thing I've noticed uh, over and over and over for the last decade of walking this existence with God is that when he says that he'll never leave you or forsake you, you know, all those things that people say to you in Christian circles, even hearing those things from our Christian friends when times are difficult are very, very frustrating things to hear. <laughs> and it makes you want to headbutt yes. people. I know, I hate hearing them. But they're true, <laughs> you know, and that his timing is perfect. All of those things <laughs> that people tell you. He has never, ever left us. He has, we've always been in the knowledge of him being in our existence. We've never actually even missed a meal, have we, Kylie? Which is nope. something we stand on. We we say, well, I say, as yeah. you know, as a person in our family, I say, we've yeah. never missed a meal. And we have never missed a meal. We've gone very, very, very close to missing meals, but we've actually not missed a meal. That's so. Right. We've had some skinny meals. <laughs> our, our, our story is that by saying yes to the whispers of God, that things have been really, really difficult for us. He's removed from us possibly uh, parts of our character, parts of our personality that needed to be changed. Maybe we don't even realize that they've happened. But walking alongside of him, walking inside of him, you can't walk alongside of him, can you? Because he's in us. He's in us, and we're exactly. In him. Yeah. So walking in the union with him at all times for us has meant that we've never missed a meal. Is yep. that your story? Is that going to be your story? I have no idea. Uh, I wanted we to... all, we'll have a different existence, don't we? Yeah, we do. We all have a different existence. And, you know, our, our time for a lot of times in our life has been amazing opportunities like banks granting us loans for properties and, you know, us going into partnership with different people to do different things and everything like that. And, and great expansion and craziness has happened in other times of our life that aren't actually actually our season right now and it's embracing and seeing opportunity and everything in all the different spaces and seasons that we walk through. I wanted to go back to that verse, that one that talks about the peace that surpasses all understanding and just throw back a couple of verses. Paul's talking here. Joy is not a luxury option. Joy is your constant Your union in the Lord is your permanent source of delight. So I might as well say it again, rejoice in the Lord always. This kind of of joy empowers you to show perfect courtesy toward all people. The Lord is not nearer to some than he is to others. Let no anxiety about anything distract you. Rather, translate moments into prayerful worship and soak your requests in gratitude before God. Your requests do not surprise God. He knows your thoughts from afar and is acquainted with all of your ways. Yet he delights in your conversation and your childlike trust. I love that. And then that part, the the verse with the peace in it, and in this place of worship and gratitude, you will witness how the peace of God within you echoes the awareness of your oneness in Christ Jesus beyond the reach of any thought that could possibly unsettle you. Just like the sentry guard secures a city watching out in advance for the first signs of any possible threat. Your deepest feelings and the tranquility of your thoughts are fully guarded there. That's the mirror version, and that's pretty wild. So choosing to function within a word and and, and knowing that you live in that word all the time, choosing to be in joy at all times yeah. or not. You get to choose. You get to stay there. Is it a one-off decision that you make and it's forever, Kylie? I think it's a daily thing because we live in the constancy of the forever now. And I think in that daily moment is these daily choices that we have to make. And sometimes you can feel like you've got to make it in every moment. Just, I'm, I'm choosing to stay in joy. I'm choosing to smile right now. It is not easy. Like it is not easy to do this. And sometimes it's easier than others. Like some people might think that I'm just like always joy on joy, but I'm actually quite a no, serious focused person sometimes too. Kylie. 
I know that you're not always expressing joy in every moment. No, exactly. But I, I am only a moment away from remembering that I'm in the constant union with him where I am in the river of joy and it only takes a moment and I can just be there. Yeah, Um, and I would say that on the whole, when it comes to however it comes about, whether it's a genetic type discussion or or whether it's uh, something that's happening in you over time, you're closer to living in joy all of the time than I am. Uh, and and I think that, you know, as we've spent time amongst our families over the years, we've also realised that there's certain members of your family probably that are closer to living in joy all of the time than members of my family. I think that's fair to say. And so I wonder if it's sort of a genetic type thing that it's been passed down to you or not. But I know that we can change. I know that we can be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So I also believe that all things are possible and that I can function in a place of joy all of the time and more so than you by choice. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, do you know, that that um, knowing who we are in him, like understanding that our earthly genetics can be superseded by our ability to come into the fullness of our heavenly father's DNA and for all of those other things like we can come into alignment with our true identity in him that verse number eight which is the one after that the peace surpasses all understanding in the in the mirror version it goes on to say now let this be your conclusive reasoning consider that which is true about everyone as evidenced in Christ live overwhelmed by God's opinion of you acquaint yourselves with the revelation of righteousness realize God's likeness in you make it your business to declare mankind's redeemed innocence think friendship discover how famous everyone is in the light of the gospel Mankind is in God's limelight. Ponder how elevated you are in Christ and study stories that celebrate life. We're no longer trying to do things to come into God's approval, are we? No. So when we walk in the knowledge that there is nothing that you can do that makes God love you any more or any less... It removes the need for religion. It removes the need for you to do anything to actually get closer to God or to do anything to make you more like him. It removes the need for you to do anything at all other than just functioning in knowing at all times that he's in you. And he's in me at all times. All of the discussions we've had around our character, our personality being changed, etc. too. It's not, we're not walking out difficult things. We're not making difficult decisions to try and have our characters changed. We're just walking in union with God at all times, trusting and knowing that he is doing whatever it is that he's doing in us also by making those choices. Yeah, that's it. We're not trying to bring about an outcome because we're trying to get closer to him or have him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Although that is in the Bible, Kylie. It's true. But we are actually simply engaging our thoughts with the throne room realities where we are co-seated together with Christ. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. These things are consistent with all that Paul taught and lives. You can confidently practice what you hear and see in me. He says, the peace that inevitably follows this lifestyle is more than a fuzzy feeling. This is God himself endorsing our seamless oneness. So I had a history we've spoken about many times of depression, etc., and have been on medication for that at times. And this is uh, more than 10 years ago, so this is not not a current story. I'm not on any medication now, uh, but I was 10 years ago. And I remember at one stage being in a place of what I thought was peace, where I was on medication and I was sitting on a milk crate in a shed out in the country, staring at the sky and the trees. And I felt like everything was okay. I wasn't happy. I wasn't sad. I was just somewhere in the middle. But I also felt an overall knowing that 
the feeling that I was having was not something that I longed to have forever because it came out of a place of having medication that put me there and it didn't allow me to experience the joys and the sorrows of life. And I I just remember thinking, even though I feel like this is peaceful, this is there's some sort of calm about this, that this isn't an authentic feeling of the life that God has for me. And so I need to do something about that. And then I walked out a long period of time of being released from that medication and some of the thoughts that I was having through various ways, through various discussions, which we can talk about another day. And I now know that that peace that we're talking about right now, that peace that surpasses all understanding, is very similar to that medication that I was on. But it's a wholesome fulfilling peace that surpasses all understanding it's different it's like it's a a healthy replacement it's like now I have this peace where I can actually sit at the river like we are right now and stare at the river and watch the fish jump out occasionally and watch the wind just trickling through the long grass in front of us and enjoying that movement and knowing that everything that's happening around me is is a part of God's creation and just enjoying that peace. It's a completely different peace that I have now that's separate to medication that has made it possible. And there's an authenticity and a realness about it too. I remember that time and that was just such a difficult, difficult time in in our family's walk, I remember seeing you and thinking to myself, I'm glad that you're not in this deep pit, but this person that's sitting on that milk crate is just a shell. This person looks like the person vaguely that I first married and that I've chosen to do my life with, but the person isn't there anymore. Like, where is that person? The The personality of that person was gone. The, the, there were just these remnants there in this flesh form. But the, the, the person that I chose to experience life with wasn't experiencing it anymore. There was just this numbness about it. And, and I feel like that comes back to that place of finding the authenticity within the peace that surpasses all understanding, is that it's walking into the depths of understanding the emotional journey that we walk through too, like Sean was talking about, he didn't understand the fullness of what it was like to walk as an empath in that place of feeling all of those emotions and all of the the sensory aspect of walking life with others, especially in the environments that we were working in at that time, we were constantly surrounded by all kinds of different people. And when you don't understand those elements about yourself, where you're picking up on all of those different things, and and if you come into the space of somebody who's feeling deeply sad about something and you're picking up that sadness and then you're feeling like why am I feeling so sad and you're not understanding that you're actually picking up on somebody else's sadness that you don't need to process that sadness as much as just be able to acknowledge that it's there and let it go that yeah there's just so many pieces of ourselves that we don't know the fullness of until we come into the fullness of who we've always been in Christ. And we've talked a lot today about drugs and alcohol and those sorts of things and it wasn't necessarily planned to be like this but it's not something that I'm making an apology for either because we've walked all of that out. We've had those experiences for long periods of times and we've decided that moving forward that alcohol is not a part of our life. And you can choose to drink it or not. It's like everything we talk about at all times. It's You have a choice to make regarding whether you believe you can walk inside of the word peace or not. It's up to you to choose whether that's true or not. It's up to you to choose as to whether you want to drink wine or not. It's not a, it's not a discussion. It's not a podcast about telling you what you have to do. But the reality for us in our lives is that we are just so much better for making the decision to not have alcohol in our life. It's allowed us to process thoughts. It's allowed us to, to figure out why it is that we feel the way that we do 
when we have removed that from the equation. I do want people that I know, especially when I see people that I know, family members and friends who are drinking a lot of alcohol, I do want them to be free from that because my experience is that life is so much more full and abundant and joyful and colourful and texturally healthy without it but you get to choose it doesn't change the way that I feel about you it just makes me frustrated when I see the decisions that people make when they choose to drink a lot and the negative outcomes that come from that but it doesn't mean that I don't want to have anything to do with you yeah absolutely got a couple of quotes by some quotable people on peace. Without inner peace, outer peace is impossible. We all wish for world peace, but world peace will never be achieved unless we first establish peace within our own minds. We can send so-called peacekeeping forces into areas of conflict, but peace cannot be opposed from the outside with guns. Only by creating peace within our own mind and helping others to do the same can we hope to achieve peace in this world. It's very interesting that we use war to bring about peace. Yeah, it's just, um, it's it's a lie <laughs> that it's ever going to happen that way. Okay, so you're in my space that I used to own and I want it back, so I'm going to kill everybody in your family and then we're going to have peace. Yeah, it's interesting. Eckhart Tolle, he says, you find peace not by rearranging the circumstances of your life, but by realizing who you are at the deepest level. Yeah, that's that identity discussion again, isn't it? Realizing who you actually already are and functioning out of that place and not being subject to external circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. Robert Fulgram, he says, peace is not something you wish for. It's something you make something you are something you do and it's something that you give away you give it away you give away peace well it's like that you were talking about miracles happen within me and miracles happen around all around me everywhere I go miracles signs and wonders happen in me and all around me everywhere I go absolutely and I think that is the essence of the river of life is that peace is within me and peace is all around me everywhere I go love is within me and love is all around me everywhere I go joy is within me and joy is all around me everywhere I go so you're not giving it away as in you therefore don't have it anymore you're just sharing it Absolutely. It's the frequency within which we function. It's that atmosphere that everybody comes into when they come into our space. They're coming into that river of life that flows from within us. And that is the place that we need to keep reminding ourselves that we are living from. That remembering, that continuing to put back together the fullness of who we already are. And it's only our own thoughts and our own processes that even create any kind of separation in that place that means that there are all these things over here that we have to stress about. And then there's this place of perfect peace that we can come come into every now and then when we remember. Now, there's a few people in our lives that I just thought of uh, who have had uh, medical procedures done recently. So for Rob and Chris and Steve in particular, they're people that I can think of right now. I just declare that you are living and functioning within the word peace, that as you recover and as you come to full health again uh, after those procedures inside of the bubble of peace that you would just know at all times that you're functioning in that place you're living in that place of peace and that healing is occurring as you are peacefully resting knowing that you are getting healthier moment by moment it's been a wonderful time for me to be able to be around you as you have gone through these procedures and come out of the other side as well knowing that you are living in that peace that surpasses all understanding. And I look forward to seeing you come out the other side healthy and revitalized and renewed out of that place of peace 
Yeah, absolutely. John fourteen twenty seven says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled and neither let them be afraid. It's just allowing yourself to be covered in that peace that peace to be, that place, that frequency that you're allowing yourself to just rest in. And that is one of the hardest parts when we're going through that process of healing is just giving ourselves time to heal, giving ourselves time to just sit in that peace. Just know that it's going to be okay. You don't need to rush out of that time of healing to try and get everything to work again. The best thing that you can do is just to sit in that place of peace and allow the goodness of God to flow over you. I think those times in my life where I've just taken it upon myself to give my body time to breathe and time to heal has been far better off than me rushing back to prove to myself or to other people around me that I can just get out there and keep going and keep going and keep going. Sometimes that's to our own detriment. You know, what are we trying to prove to ourselves in that place? That we're pushing our body to the limit constantly and constantly and not ever giving ourselves time to just be in here and to just heal and sometimes that's the most powerful thing we can give to ourselves is space and time peace man that's what they were saying in the 70s weren't they yeah peace man peace it was all peace and love i love it when we were we had our our miracle little orange bus which was a crazy wild like little toyota what was it a toyota coaster oh, a coaster bus yeah and it was bright orange like we got it in this miracle transaction that was so we could like move all of our stuff to alice springs and we got the bus twice yeah we did it was that was a crazy crazy story and then we sold it and then we moved to a different town and the bus is actually in the town next to us again it just keeps showing up I know it's crazy it's crazy but I remember driving like the boys and I packed it all up because you were up tour guiding at the time in central Australia and taking people out to Uluru and Katajuda and some of those amazing places in Central Australia and the boys and I picked up this little orange bus and we filled it up with our very most precious things and we drove um, the three or four days it took us to drive this little bus all the way to Central Australia and I remember just doing the peace sign to everybody as we were passing. I was just in this zone, just we were playing wild worship music, sitting in this bus and just going peace man, peace man. Everyone was waving as we went past because it was this total hippie bus. It was like such a cool bus. So the peace symbol with your two fingers and saying peace to each other is sharing that peace, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You're giving peace to other people, but you're not giving it in the way that you're losing it from yourself. You're sharing peace with others. Peace, man. Yeah, it's so true. Matthew 5, 9, it says, How joyful you are when you make peace, for then you will be recognized as a true child of God. The peacemakers. So that's what it really is to be a peacemaker. It's not not taking our guns and going and shooting a whole bunch of people to create peace. It's actually emanating and flowing with peace from the river within, that beautiful place that connects us to who we have always been. In Isaiah 26, it says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you, trusting in the Lord, trusting in the Lord himself. He is the rock eternal. <laughs> There's something about the trusting part too, isn't there, babe? Like not worrying, not being anxious. And that results in peace. Yeah. Like there keeps on being this theme in a lot of those verses, you know, about us not worrying, not being anxious. Or if you choose to live inside of peace, then you don't worry. Exactly. Worry, anxiety, stress, those things are not a part of your life when you choose to acknowledge that they are emotions rising in you and you say, no, I'm not functioning in that space because none of those words represent anything good for me. None of those words make me feel any good at all. So I'm going to choose to live inside of peace instead. 
Yeah, definitely. In Isaiah, it says, this is really cool. Perfect, absolute peace surrounds those whose imaginations are consumed with you. They confidently trust in you. Yes, they trust in the Lord Yahweh forever and ever. For Yah, the Lord God, is your rock of ages. <laughs> I love that how it says those whose imaginations are consumed with you. It's like this this wonderment in those words. It's like, wow, I can be expanded in that place of my union with him in this great adventure that we're in. Like, And in that place is this perfect peace. And I feel like maybe just, you know, before we end and we float off into the next wonderful adventure for the day. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a hope and a future. It's like peace goes without a hope and a future. Yeah, well, I choose peace, Kylie. So moving forward for the rest of the day for me and for you, the listener, as you have listened to us as you've been out in your garden with your earbuds in. Jane, I know that that's how you listen to us. Steve and Marlene, thank you for listening as you walk and exercise. Steve, I just grant to you, I give to you, I share with you peace over you as you recover so that you too can start walking again and listening to our podcast with your wife. I thank you so much for listening and I grant and share peace with each and every one of you and all you have to do is see peace as a jacket, a coat, a covering and just receive it and put it on and live in that place of peace. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I give to you peace today. May peace be with you in this beautiful season of glorious goodness and joy. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, everyone. It has been a delight. Peace. Yeah, peace, man. Peace. Peace. Peace, man. Peace, man. <laughs> Have a great day. Peace. 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 <laughs> I like just saying the word peace. 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 Peace.